what do a fire, a Netflix series, and a book all have in common? They gave me more time. What would you do with more time? This week, I'm talking about my journey to a minimalist lifestyle. Let's talk about it. Back in May, our apartment building caught on fire. Derek was at work, and I was thankfully working from home at the time because the COVID-19 cases were so bad in our area. The firefighters were able to put out the flames right before the fire reached our unit. All that was ruined were our electricity and internet cables and the gumbo that I had been making for dinner in the crock pot. I'm so grateful for how those events played out that day because it should have been way worse. So a man happened to be walking by the complex and he noticed the smoke. He ran and he banged on all of our doors and he ended up calling 911. So because of him, the fire department arrived in less than five minutes. I recently found out this piece of information. I had no idea like who saw the fire first or who was the one to end up calling 911, but it actually happened to just be somebody who was passing by and not even someone that lived here. Um, so because he paid attention, he saved our lives and he saved all of our belongings that day just by being aware. If the majority of my neighbors weren't actually working from home due to COVID, including myself at that time, we all might have not been so lucky. Prior to COVID-19, I had never worked from home at all at this particular job that I'm at right now. We were all able to account for one another, and we were able to notify other neighbors to make sure that we were all safe and out of the building. I remember at the time, we had just gotten knocks, like we maybe had him like two weeks, so none of our neighbors even knew that we had adopted a kitten at the time. So looking back now, if I wouldn't have been home at the time, and if the fire would have gotten way worse, he might not have survived because my neighbors had told me that they had looked to see whose cars were home, and they noticed that Derek's truck was gone, but that my car was home, so they knew that I was home, which is why they came and banged on the door. But if they would have seen that both of our vehicles weren't there, then they would have just assumed that we weren't home and that we were okay, and so Knox might have not made it. And so fortunately, he was just a little scared and he ended up needing a bath because he smelled like smoke afterwards. At the time of the fire, I remember looking around and trying to quickly decide what items to grab, knowing that I might lose it all. It was an incredibly overwhelming feeling at the time. So what I ended up doing was putting Knox in his pet taxi. I grabbed my phone and my car keys, and then I ran out of the door as the fire was starting to engulf the patio like right above my head. A few days after, Derek and I were sitting and we were reflecting really just on how fortunate we were to still have like our home and each other and all of our things and that everybody was safe. Um, But that's whenever it hit me. Whenever I was faced with the opportunity to grab everything that was important to me, I only cared about who was living in our home. So me, Derek, and Knox, and then my phone, so that way I could call him and I could call our parents, and my car keys, so that way I could go somewhere safe. My mind didn't go to all of my shoes or the clothes in my closet, the wall decor that I have, expensive perfume, or even our big TV. Because at the end of the day, all of those things are material items, just things that could all be replaced. Everything I left in the apartment that day could be replaced so quickly, even my phone and my car keys, but the people who live here and our support system and our sense of safety can't. 
I then started to take it a step further, like once I started thinking about it. So we have renter's insurance. So that, of course, would have helped a little bit to replace some of what was damaged had the fire have been much worse. But I started to look around and I noticed that all of the items that we had in our apartment used to be money. So had we needed to have started over, we no longer had the cash in our accounts to purchase those items because it was all in the apartment taking up space. I started to consider that things that we had were a gift and then things that we had were items that we've purchased. And so the things that we have bought, I started to then calculate how long I had had to work to buy a specific item. So like a shirt, did I have to work 30 minutes to get a shirt? Did I have to work an hour and a half to be able to buy a pair of shoes? Um, And then I quickly realized that what I had been spending the majority of my money on was all materialistic items that could have been gone in an instant and then replaced just as quickly. So as my thought process began to shift, so did the importance of having so many decorations, clothes, books that I didn't love, kitchen utensils that went unused, and other miscellaneous items. I wanted to declutter and get rid of all the things that suddenly didn't mean so much to me to make more room for the things that did. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was starting a journey to a minimalist lifestyle. Once I started looking into it more, I found an article on moneyunder30.com that explained a little bit about minimalism. So they said that minimalism is all about living with less. This includes less financial burdens, such as debt and unnecessary expenses. And for many minimalists, the philosophy is about getting rid of excess stuff and living life based on experiences rather than worldly possessions. This sounds great, right? But I had been someone who had loved me some retail therapy and long walks down the aisles at Target. So I knew that before I could begin practicing minimalism, I needed to get rid of some stuff. I came across a Netflix series called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. You might know who Marie Kondo is, but at the time, I had no idea who she was and the movement that she is. Um, I actually had been binging shows on tiny homes to get an idea on the amount of items that you actually really need to sustain your home. I watched the trailer for her series, and I saw that she's an expert and that she's made her career out of helping people tidy up and declutter and only keep the things that actually spark joy in their lives. I watched the first episode and I was hooked (laughs) to the point that when Derek came home from work that evening, I asked him if he would watch that first episode with me because I wanted to talk to him about taking on this new mindset. Now, Derek and I rarely argue, but when we would get annoyed with one another, it would be because neither one of us wanted to do the laundry or fold clothes or reorganize. And it's almost like we had started to like compete with one another in a weird way on our days off to say like I did more you did more and it I just didn't like how things were going and so the couple in the first episode actually eerily showed us what our future could look like once we become parents if we didn't start getting things under control so we binged the series I took notes and then I started to make a plan on how we were going to tidy and start being intentionally minimal I then checked out Marie Kondo's first book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up from the Public Library, to dig deeper while we started to declutter. I highly recommend both the series and the book. If you're not a reader, watch the series. If you're a reader, read the book 
or if you're like me, do both. <laughs> it took us about two weeks to go through what we had, declutter, reorganize, and then make trips to our storage to take our items. We would have just donated everything at the time, but it was about to be summer, so we knew that it was a good time to have a garage sale. So the timing just ended up working out for us and we actually ended up having a garage sale in June and we made a ton of money off of our unwanted items and then we donated the rest. Since going through our items, we were able to really start to be more intentional on what we were spending our money on and what we were actually investing our time in. So I ended up making like a little bit over $500 during that garage sale and I put all of that straight to debt and that actually helped me to start my debt-free journey. One of the things that Marie said that will always stick with me is that whenever you live a life of tidy, you don't have to work so hard to clean because your house stays clean. Now that we're about six months into this, I agree. It's so much easier to do laundry, fold clothes as soon as they're done drying, put away dishes, fold blankets, and kind of just pick up around the house whenever you've only kept the things that you actually love. There's not as much to pick up. There aren't as many loads of laundry to do or dishes to wash, and we've kept only what we use and enjoy, so now we take pride in our items and we take better care of them so that way they'll continue to last. It turns out minimalism is actually really good for my mental health. It's like I can think clearer. I now have more free time to write to read, to practice self-care, and I actually don't loathe cleaning on Saturday mornings anymore because Saturday morning cleanings have gone away. We clean throughout the week, so the house always looks good to go. And I actually joke with Derek that my vision for our home is to look like the photos that you see on Zillow whenever you're trying to give yourself a house tour of home for sale. But in reality, that's what our house looks like like 99% of the time now. And it's weird because I didn't feel all the weight of all the stuff that I had until I got rid of it and then I finally felt like I was able to breathe again. But here's the thing. A minimalist lifestyle embodies more than just not having unnecessary stuff in your home. It's getting rid of anything and everything that is taking up space and limiting you to make room for intentionality and your purpose. So let me give you a few examples. It's getting rid of friends and hobbies that are no longer good for you. It's getting rid of bad habits that aren't helping you grow. It's paying off debt from past expenses to make room for your future. It's only purchasing the food items that you know you're going to eat and shopping your pantry instead of going to the store or going through the drive through because it's more convenient. It's thinking twice before you make a purchase because you now think about the value of your dollar before you spend it. It's not following every trend or buying the new iPhone just because it's new. It's ensuring that your home is your safe space, a place where you can come to refill your cup, a place where you can come and relax and get inspired because our homes are meant to be lived in and enjoyed. Their purpose isn't to be a big storage for all your stuff. I now know and fully understand that less is more. Now that I'm starting to learn more about myself and investing into this minimalist lifestyle and mindset, I've started to take it a step further. So now I'm working on creating a capsule wardrobe. 
So for those of you who don't know what a capsule wardrobe is, it's limiting yourself to the amount of items that you have in your closet. And essentially, you compare pieces with one another. So it helps you to be able to make a lot of outfits with just a few items and just be more intentional with what you purchase. So whenever you do go to buy something new, you buy something that is going to work with other pieces. So that way you're not buying a ton of things to fit like a ton of looks. So why did I decide to do this? Because I only wear the same five pairs of shoes and like 15 shirts anyways. The rest of my items just sit here collecting dust and waiting for a special occasion. So if this is you and you can relate to that, hear me out. You're alive today and that is a special occasion as any. So if you won't wear it to work, to the grocery store, to lunch with a friend, or to just sit in your home and enjoy life, get rid of it. Your everyday life is a cause for a celebration, not just the once a year special moments. And chances are you'll probably end up wearing an outfit that you already like and feel comfy in anyways. So that item's still going to end up sitting there. If those jeans don't fit you, stop shaming yourself every time you look at them or try them on. Throw them out. Just get new jeans. The right size for you is whatever size you are right now. So what does the rest of my life look like? It looks like being debt free and paying cash for those items and experiences that will truly add value to my life. It looks like continuing to rent for a little bit longer and putting 20% down on a home with a 15-year mortgage payment that will be going to a house that's filled with love and safety and security, not stuff. It looks like investing so that our future children will be able to have financial freedom sooner in life. It looks like investing in our community and giving back because we understand that our privileges look different than other people. It looks like a lot less stuff, but a lot more time, freedom, and love, both for ourselves and for each other. So now, I'm asking you, what would you do with more time? Then get rid of anything that stands in the way of that. Because at the end of the day, Time is the only thing that we can't get back. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live. As a mental health advocate, I want to encourage you to do something for yourself today. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions that you may have. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard. If you are in crisis or you think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-8255 to talk to a skilled trained counselor at a crisis center in your area at any time. If you're located outside of the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.